0: You feel the need, boy. Super Mario Labor! Super! Whoa! <laughs> the fuck was that? That was, uh, you know. Just coughing. Just having a cough. Coughing. I'm taking pictures right now. I shouldn't be taking pictures. I should be running the goddamn podcast. Are you ready to party? I'm ready to party. Yeah. Yeah. As ready as I'll ever be. I need some energy, Nick. We haven't even started. Energy. We haven't even started. I need it from you. Okay. Uh. Console, (laughs) Crusade podcast. EJ Olsen here with my pal, Nick Durheim. I've spit all over my mic. I hope that's spit. Otherwise, I just got some foreign liquid in my nostrils. What's up? You sleepy man. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) there he is. Top of the podcast. Let's just get this out of the way. We haven't even talked about this. We're just going to start talking about it. We have not been releasing every week for a multitude of of reasons. And something that I floated, Nick, and I'm going to run by you live on the Consecreté podcast is doing every other week. How do you feel about that? We've been doing it, but officially. (laughs) I feel like the more official we make it, the more likely it'll be every three weeks. Ah. <laughs> it'll just keep slipping. <laughs> we were doing so well, and then, you know, things, you know, catch up. You get busy. But here we are. We're gonna chat for a little bit about some stuff. Not a lot of game news today. There's some drama in the industry, but who gives a shit about Dr. Disrespect or Boogie2988? We're all yups. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I mean, my, my Reddit browsing history would, would beg to differ, but... oh well, yeah, because I think
1: People in general are drawn to gossipy kind of subjects. So that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, who needs another couple of schmucks talking about some other schmucks drama?
0: Yeah, no one cares about those schmucks. No one cares about these schmucks. Well, I care about these schmucks. You're my schmuck, Nick. Schmuck oh. is a disgusting word the more you say it. Oh, it's nice. Very oh. phonetically pleasing. Oh. <laughs> is not onomatopoeia? I need some etymology here. yeah oh. Uh, yeah, so like I said, no game news really that we're going to chat about. We are going to look at the future briefly. There are 17 Switch games coming out this month. Several of which are must-own titles in my eyes. I would say there's definitely more than that probably coming out this
1: week, but... Fuck, okay. Like b- big titles, or <laughs> I don't know what you mean by 17. Like That's a very arbitrary number that I feel like you're pulling out of your ass. Um, It is
0: uh, a, a real thing. I'm going to pull up the list here. Uh, it's July, right? It's July. Jesus. Oh my God. It's July. Ooh. I'll pop up a list we can we can get through. God damn, there's so many. Maybe it's more than 17. Maybe it's more. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's definitely
1: more. Because like all the weird indie trash and like mobile ports hitting every
0: week on the Nintendo eShop. Holy crap. Okay, we're going to go through a quick list here before we get to our Mario Maker impressions. Chatting about our evening together, a romantic evening, you, me, and your girlfriend. <laughs> it was pretty romantic, passing the sticks. I had a great, relaxing <laughs> evening. I literally wish I could do that every single night. If only, you know what,
1: EJ, <laughs> if you lived up here, not only could we record a podcast once a week, easy, easy, we could also have nights like that. All the freaking time. Dude,
0: I would come over literally every night when I got off work, before you went to work, and I would just bring you Thai food, or I'd come, we'd make sandwiches because you get so sick of me. God, you would hate it if I lived there, Nick. You'd hate it. <laughs> I wouldn't. I could literally sit in your cold, dank, ba- it's not even dank, it's so cozy. I could sit in your cozy basement, sitting in front of that TV watching you play video games, or vice versa, every single night of my life. And I would love it. I would absolutely love it. Well, let that be an
1: incentive to you. Let that Get you out of your comfort zone and get you back into the high, high
0: rent of the Portland metro area. <laughs> well, I just was chatting with a, a woman that I work with or have worked with and and we're going to be working together again soon. And she's like, so are you, you know, she had a- offered me a, a job at one point before I took my current job in Eugene and it just didn't work out for a few reasons. One of the reasons being it's so expensive to live up there, you know, a, a reasonable salary for me is much different in Portland than it is in Eugene. Significant difference in what I would need to earn to maintain my quality of life.
1: Yeah, it's an order of magnitude difference. It's the it's the likelihood of you
0: having to have roommates. Mm-hmm. And right now, I don't. Um, I just live with my girlfriend. So, but yeah, she was bugging me. She was. She's like, so are you gonna move back up here? And I'm like, man, it's the same story every time someone asks me. But anyway, list of upcoming Switch releases for July 2019. I'm gonna go through the list. Uh, when we stop at something interesting. Uh, we hit something inter- interesting, let's we can chat about it. There is a lot of chaff, but there's just so many things. What is the source of this list, if I may ask? Uh, uh, a recent article from Newsweek from yesterday, on their gaming section. Is there a more official uh, uh, source I should be? Well, I mean, I'm just I'm just wondering because
1: if it was like Nintendo official, then that would be an indication of like what their. Thinking is a big title or like they have marketing deals for that kind of thing because I know they've got a lot of uh, self-published stuff that they've got coming out like Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 and Fire Emblem right just to name drop the two biggest ones probably for the month but beyond that I I'm sure there's like a million Indies coming out every single
0: week It's funny too because you look at the uh, you know PS4 release dates or the Xbox release dates and it's like oh God switch is like huge. So the big ones for July, I'll go just the big ones here. We've got Wolfenstein, Mm. Kill Mm a Kill has a game coming out at the end of the month, Fire Emblem, AI, The Somnium File, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, Dragon Quest Builders, Attack on Titan 2 comes out uh, at the end of the week, Mm -hmm. Attack on Titan 2, The Final Battle, mind you. Right. The last one. (laughs) Yep, yep. Final one.
1: Never going to be another Attack on Titan game. Thank heavens. The Scourge is over. (laughs) The Scourge
0: is over. And then uh, Senran Kagura Peach Ball, which I can only imagine what kind of fucking game it is. Oh, it's it's, uh, it's It's a titty game. Yep, it's a titty game. That's absolutely. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. Okay. But I am.
1: Yeah, and then AI is a, is a visual novel. Isn't that the new game from the studio that was like the guy who split off from the other studio that did the other visual novels? <laughs> I don't know. I follow like Gamatsu on Twitter, so I, I see all these things and it's like in my peripheral right. sort of understanding because I'm not, I don't give a shit about like 999 and all these other games that have awful names. Sure.
0: Danganropa. <laughs> Danganropa, man. That's the one. I had a buddy who played the shit out of Danganropa and I just. In my wildest dreams I couldn't imagine those games being interesting.
1: It's just like uh
0: it's like Phoenix Wright, but with like Oops. more
1: weirdness, I guess. Ah.
0: Uh we have some other random bits and pieces. Obviously a ton of indie stuff, a lot of chaff. Stranger Things comes out this month. Uh yeah. what remains of Edith Finch comes out this month.
1: Yeah, that just got announced recently. Speaking of announced recently, do you see that uh I don't know if it's coming west, but they announced that the Harvest Moon game for Game Boy Advance is getting a Switch remake, in Japan at least. I didn't see that. Interesting. Friends of Mineral Town.
0: Oh, yeah. They widely enjoyed
1: one of those. Mm. Why
0: Why would you need that when you could just play Animal Crossing New Horizons? Or Stardew Valley. Why
1: would you play anything when another thing exists, right? I mean, it's, just, <laughs> it's just nostalgia, right? Fair. But it's just interesting because, I don't know if many people know this, but the Harvest Moon isn't Harvest Moon anymore. Because of localization and like the company that made those games before is Marvelous, the name of the studio, and they were brought over by Natsume. They were the localizers, Mm. but then when Marvelous got big enough, they started localizing their own stuff, but um, Natsume didn't let them take the name Harvest Moon. For the Western releases. Oh, so they did... So now there's Story of Seasons. Story of Seasons, Because yeah. that's like a, a different translation of the name of the, of the games. This is kind of interesting. So now Natsume makes their own Harvest Moon games, but they're not the same games because they're not made by the same developer. Sure. It's kind of interesting. Little, little crap.
0: And at the end of the day, if you're going to play a little 2D farm sim, like you're going to play Stardew Valley, which is the new benchmark for what a game like that should be.
1: I don't like an indie darling front, but it's not like that's a huge sort of niche to... To fill anyway no
0: it's really not those are reasons those
1: uh games went the way of the dodo well not really it's the reason why sturdy valley is wildly successful it's like probably one of the biggest indie games that's ever been made
0: it is i just mean it's like a metroidvania game right in the AAA space like those games don't exist and it's become the indie darling because they're cheap to make and they're cheap you know they're they're affordable and it can be bite-sized. Not that Stardew Valley is necessarily bite-sized. Took the guy 10 years, and it's a massive game, but no company is going to develop a game like that. Yeah, I don't think you
1: could you could take a AAA budget and make a 2D Metroidvania out of it. What would you do <laughs>
0: with, like, $150 million? Like, it's just different scales. Sure, that's more where, like, the A games were once upon a time, which you, we don't have anymore. We have Indies and AAA games. Like, there are not many, you know, legit companies making those mid-range I'm sure they exist, but that's when you get shit like uh, the new fucking Contra game that we saw at E3. <laughs> that, that's what a double-A game is. Yeah, it's like weird throwbacks like that,
1: or remasters of last generation's double-A bleeding into triple-A
0: games. Right. Trying to recoup those profits still. So, of these titles, I'm curious to know for you, which ones are the must-buy? I'm assuming it's
1: just Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem is high on the list. I think Dragon Quest Builders is going to be pretty interesting. I don't know if I'm going to get it yet. I liked the demo from what I played, though. So you played it. Tell me about it. Because I downloaded it, didn't get to it because I had Mario Maker. It's like, it's Minecraft, but with a Dragon Quest skin, you know? And I have enough uh, nostalgia for that series, just from playing monsters on Game Boy, that the sound effects are, like, really satisfying and just, like, nice to hear. And the monster designs are awesome. And Toriyama art is awesome. Oh, yeah. And it's just, like, JRPG nonsense and like the cute little noises and the satisfaction of punching a tree until you get wood out of it. I mean, if you've played Minecraft, you understand what the loop is, but it's just, it's that,
0: but with Dragon Quest stuff. Which I would argue is like, you know, infinitely better than Minecraft. Minecraft, I understand on some level, I guess, the appeal. It's Legos, right? With a lot more work involved, but. It's just such an ugly game. And, you know, if if Dragon Quest Builders really is just like, quote unquote, Minecraft, but with Dragon Quest, like visually alone, it is so much prettier. It's nice to look at. It's got a great aesthetic, you know, Toriyama art, but it's not just gigantic, ugly blocks.
1: Yeah. And I think the, the main appeal of Minecraft isn't the visuals. It's more just that you have so much creativity that you can sort of show off with the, the crafting system sure, and the depth that you can go to with like the, what is it? The red blocks or the redstone blocks where you can basically, people have like made computers inside of Minecraft because of how versatile it is. Like it's just
0: weird shit like that, you know? Sure. But imagine doing that, but with, with pretty visuals. Yeah.
1: But you're not because Dragon Quest does not have that kind of depth. Sure. Your crafting system is your little guy is like, Oh, I get, I got an idea. And he pulls out his little notebook and makes a little yahaha sound pretty much. Is and then a, you can then you can craft a new club, so your your uh, NPC CPU whatever like homie can have a better ad- weapon to attack stuff with. You know, it's very limiting in that aspect.
0: Sure, I mean it's it's not as in depth, but for all intents and purposes, the majority of Minecraft, you know, uh, sorry for all intensive purposes, lol. For, you know, for most people, they're not. Building computers instead of mine, instead of Minecraft. They're not recreating North America. They're fucking idiot kids hacking away at blocks. No, it's
1: multiplayer 3D MS Paint. When we were kids, how much time did you spend dicking around in MS Paint or the similar? Now imagine if we were both on our computers talking to each other while dicking around in the same MS Paint drawing, but it was three dimensional and you're making it out of
0: like stone and wood. I get what you're saying. And again, I get the appeal. I also don't think that's necessarily one for one.
1: It's not. I'm just making a, a, a comparison to try and, I
0: don't know, appeal to your old man boomer senses. I just think it's like it's possible to have something that's nicer to look at. Like the visuals are a large portion of what make video games video games. Yeah, you have all this freedom to build these things and do it. But it's like it, it's if it's not nice to look at, what's the point? Unless you are making these grand things where... You're literally treating these as individual pixels and zooming way out and like, but like my little brother plays it. He fucking fights the little zombies that pop up and he builds places to hide. It's like, dude, 10 year olds are fucking stupid. And that's the most of the people who are playing these games. If I gave him Dragon Quest Builders, I promise he would love that game so much more than Minecraft because it's Minecraft, but with like cool graphics and actual RPG elements that he can dive into.
1: Well, we'll see when Dragon Quest Builders sells over 150 million copies. How many copies has fucking Angry Birds sold? Has it sold any? I thought it was free. Fuck off. Besides, you're talking about a mobile game. I'm
0: talking about video games. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Which came <laughs> first? Chicken of the egg here. It's all... Ch- Angry Bird of the egg. It's all the same dumb <laughs> bullshit. Dragon Quest Builders. I haven't played the demo. I downloaded it at your behest. But then, like I said, Mario Maker the same night.
1: That's the most I could get from you. <laughs> hey. Is a download.
0: Well, I was laying in bed, you know. And with my Switch in my hand, when you texted me, I said, let's go. But I think for me, Fire Emblem is a must-buy, but I probably won't play it. If I'm being honest, I'll buy it, I'll want to play it, maybe I'll put it on, but inevitably it will not grip me, I will not have the time to dedicate to that kind of game, and I won't play it. But the second game on this list that I think is a must-buy for me, predicating on a few different things, is Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Because... I think I can actually convince a play group to jump on board with that and if I have a play group that forces me to hop on on a, you know, Tuesday at 7:30 for an hour or two, okay, I can get behind that.
1: Yeah, that's understandable. That turns uh what would have been a solitary sort of experience with Fire Emblem into a multiplayer experience, a social experience. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I think that I'll probably buy it. Again, provided it reviews well. If it comes out, it's mediocre. It's got these issues, that issues. Dude, that's a 7-5 game if I've
1: ever seen one. All right. What do you expect from Marvel Ultimate Alliance? It's going to have, like, frame rate problems. People yeah. are going to complain about the resolution in handheld.
0: I mean... like, De- Listen, Destiny didn't review particularly well.
1: All well, the characters are the same. They all have a projectile. They all have an ultimate, whatever. It's the same thing for 30 hours.
0: What do you expect? <laughs> uh, I can deal with issues if it has a good gameplay loop, and the multiplayer is is a fluid experience. Like I can forgive a lot when playing with other people. Yeah, yeah, you know? totally. And like those games rely on that.
1: I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to gauge what your what your expectations are. Like if this goes below an eight, are you like,
0: <laughs> what does eight mean? I don't know what eight means. I don't know what are you going to be looking for as far as reviewing well. You said review well. What does that mean? It means that the things I mentioned are spoken about positively. I don't know how to there's not a number I can necessarily put on and say hey this is good or bad but but it can be the individual components of a game can be evaluated as either being good or bad and here's why. And if they are evaluated and they say this game is not fun and these are the things wrong with it technically, okay, I'm going to listen to that probably. But vice versa, I'm in. I'm in on it. I guess what I'm kind of trying to figure out in my mind is if you
1: are already sold in this game and you're looking for someone to convince you not to get it. Or if you're like, you kind of don't want to get this game, but if someone talks it highly, then you'd be like, yeah, I'll get it. (laughs) I feel like that's a fence that, that you frequently sit on, especially since you're just talking about, you know, you don't have the time, but you do have the time. You would just rather spend that time sitting on your butt, watching a, a TV show and relaxing, which is totally fair. It's, it's all, it's all just free time and like
0: how you spend it. I am rarely ever just sitting and doing one leisurely thing. If I have the TV on, I'm on my laptop doing something productive. Sarah was giving me shit last night because I, she, you know, we call it bed at like nine, which is great. I haven't been sleeping. So like, boom, crawling to bed. I said, I want to watch TV. She goes to take a shower. She says, pick something or else I'm going to watch on my laptop and watch one of her dumb shows, whatever. She gets back from her shower and I saw him pick something because I'm still on my laptop. And she's like, you do this every night. Every single night, you say, let's watch something, and then you either work and ignore it, or you fall asleep on me. And I'm like, I, I can't just sit here and watch TV. I can't do it. I got things I got to do. But, so that's why video games are hard, because if I'm playing video games, I am just playing games. I can't do it all. But TV is a, a whole other, you know, value proposition, Nick. So that's that's where I'm at. Um, I'm looking for, like, I'm sold on the concept, okay? It's like Diablo, kind of, with, you know, Marvel characters, Cool. I'm going to play with my friends. Cool. I'm sold. You know, and if it's a bogged down, slow, boring experience, then I don't want to play it. Do you ever play the old Ultimate Alliance
1: games? I never did. I wonder how many of the reviews are going to be coming at it from that context and how well that will translate to you who's someone who doesn't have that experience, but you have played Diablo, so you have that experience. So you sort of understand like the the perspective and like some of the loop. I don't think this is as um, loot grindy. It's more just like skill tree grindy. Okay. From what I understand, like you're not customizing your characters, you're not getting shiny drops, which is like what Diablo is. It's what spawned like destiny.
0: Sure. Well, it's funny because like, I've played a shit ton of MMOs in my day and they're all those. I mean, that's the same thing. It's, it's point, click, attack, get your loot, get better, repeat. Like, that's what Diablo is. It's just without all the fluff, it is almost exclusively party up, kill some shit, get your loot, you know, without all the, uh, wannabe, froofy bullshit that something like WoW gives you. But it's essentially the same thing. So that's what this is. This is a fucking MMO with Marvel characters. So yeah, less like NPCs and kill 10 chickens and come back to me. Sure. It's like, it's like the good parts about MMOs just raiding, doing dungeons with friends. Just that's the whole loop all the time. Personally,
1: the gameplay of MMOs, like of that ilk, like the, the Warcraft likes the gameplay was the worst part of it. It's the least fun game to play I've ever played. But because <laughs> yeah. I was playing it with like three other people and we we're just hanging out, then it made it above tolerable. <laughs> sure.
0: Well, it's, I, I, I agree. The minutiae of it in a vacuum, the things you're doing at any given second is not particularly interesting or fun. But the idea that you're doing that to get stronger so that you can all go tackle something really strong is fun.
1: Yeah, you got to make your numbers go up so that they can kill the enemy in the
0: same amount of time. Interesting from that perspective. And a whole game is like that. I'm good with it if I got a play group. But again, that it predicates on having a play group. Those games are not fun on your own. Some people may yeah. beg to differ, but fuck those people.
1: Yeah, very few uh, of this game are going to be sold as like a one of, you know. it's It's going to be sold
0: in like twos to fours of like groups of friends. Outside of that, Fire Emblem. Which again, I am. I just I want to fall in love with the Fire Emblem game the way I did with Awakening. Man, have more free time. Work at a paper place. Work at a paper place where I can sit and play video games for six hours a night. Time and place, dude. You don't have time Shit. to play a video game for six hours unless it's Spider Man. It's like a once a year scenario. You know, I know. Isn't that crazy? Well, again, it's like finding that third person action adventure with RPG. Like the last two games that you, like,
1: really played were Spider-Man and Horizon. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, man. Those are my fucking jams. And we haven't had a lot of great games like that. Before that, it was The Witcher. I mean, I guess you kind of, I don't
1: know how much you played. You played, you beat Mario. I don't know if you, like, put too much time into it after that. Not Nothing. No time at all. I you beat accidentally, it you it. accidentally beat Zelda. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I'm discounting those two things. I was just thinking, like, you know, sitting on the couch, looking at your TV, just really talking up the experience you like to talk shit about Zelda as much as you like to praise it. Whereas Horizon, it's like nothing but praise because you're trying to convince me. Same with Spider-Man.
0: I I think, I don't even think, I know I enjoyed both of those experiences more than I enjoyed Zelda. Zelda was, A, it was part of the zeitgeist. Everyone was playing it. So you and I were playing it together on the same fucking couch talking about it. There were really interesting things about it. And it was on a new system. Yeah. Which I think was the, the the highest praise anyone could have for it. So
1: launch game that, mattered. Yeah. Which is incredibly rare.
0: But but again, I contend that it is A, not the best Zelda and B, not the best open world game that came out that year. Coming out just shy of a month after Horizon. But because they get the Nintendo bias, right? It's like it came out on a Nintendo system. It was a new Nintendo system and it was a solid game with some really cool concepts. Some really unique concepts that were done really well. Had a lot of bad things about it that prevent me from even wanting to play the game again. And I hope they fix in the sequel. I'd be, I would love that. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. Fire Emblem is one of those games where, like, I always like to say, oh, I, I love turn-based strategy RPGs. And I look back through the years, and I've played a few Fire Emblem games. Awakening is one of my favorite ever. And I played the Nabunaga's Ambition uh, Pokemon spinoff, Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Conquest. Conquest. And I played War and really enjoyed that until I, I hit a wall. Fire Emblem, I just the last two I couldn't get into. They just seem so. I don't know if generics the word that's probably the word it just seems so generic to me I was like this just looks like a copy paste of something I've done countless times before and I really wasn't all that interested that's what I think is the most exciting about this um new Fire Emblem is that the gameplay
1: loop seems varied and interesting for the first time and like well I guess since Awakening but Awakening didn't hook me either I liked the the first two that were on Game Boy Advance but that's pretty much it for me yeah like, I wasn't, I don't really give a shit about like making my characters fuck each other so I could have their weird time travel kids. Like, what? whatever. <laughs>
0: that was a great concept. I enjoyed that.
1: I don't know. This, this is weird. It's like Pokemon breeding, but the Pokemon are people. It's super weird when you say it like that. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not for me. But Awakening seems, or not Awakening, but Three Houses seems cool because you have a little bit more of like a granular sort of ability to change what your characters are focusing on mm. in their studies because you're like a weird school teacher and that like it seems like it allows you to customize their classes and like what they do on the battlefield in a, in a more realistic way whereas before i'd be like i always hated that in fire emblem every time you would level up a character it would just be like rng stats like no matter what yeah you couldn't really you couldn't really affect that but it seems like with the School mode and like how you're training your your characters that you're actually affecting what stats they're going to be building up towards and like I think there might be like a skill tree kind of thing, but it's having more control is
0: better in those kinds of games. I don't like the RNG. For me, I imagine the gameplay will be there. You know, hopefully there are a few things they can do to kind of speed it up from prior games, but it's going to be a character and aesthetic thing that's really going to hook me if I can get invested in the characters, which might sound silly. Um, that's the incentive to get me there and stay put. And then the gameplay loop keeps me engaged.
1: I'm surprised you're even interested in awakening. Cause you don't really like anime at all. You don't like cartoons. So I it's don't. weird
0: that you would be like really
1: drawn to those characters and that like aesthetic and style. Like it's just this weird fantasy setting. Like that's not something that I'm like, dude, yeah, EJ, he just loves like weird medieval fantasy, especially when it's like anime as hell. You know, I fight for my friends. Like that's not an EJ phrase.
0: <laughs> I've never seen you fight for your friends. <laughs> hey, fuck off. I fight with my friends all the time. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> fight with your friends. <laughs> I When I look back on when that game came out and what I was doing at that time, you know, working at the paper, working graveyards, it's funny. I, I, now it's hard for me to enjoy any cartoon, anything, movies, you know, anime, Saturday morning cartoons I watch as a kid. I just can't, I just literally, like, I don't like them. They don't move me. They don't tickle me. They don't, but, Back then, I still hadn't quite lost that childhood wonder. Like, I remember watching uh, and loving the uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, I think, where Drake Bell was the fucking voice actor. Um, that was the same few-month stretch. I was watching that show every night when I got off work and, and playing Fire Emblem Awakening. So it was before, I guess, I lost that, that lesser. I just, you know, that was probably, I was 20, 21 years old. So for you're an old jilted man whose dick had been kicked into the dirt too many times. You know, I think all things considered, I'm a relatively like relatively, uh, I'm a content maladjusted. No, I'm i I'm a relatively content you're person. Contemptible. Yeah. Content. No, a relatively content person <laughs> who skews negative in his outlook, but all things considered relatively content. I just don't enjoy a lot of things. It's probably the depression, but I'm, you know, I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> I just enjoy things. Maybe it was the hit to the head. I don't know. I don't know. But you know what I did enjoy to a degree was uh, Mario Maker. Yeah, man, we
1: didn't end up uh, making anything, but no, I still, I still want to, I still want to try. I still want to put in the old college effort, you know, to actually make something and feel that satisfaction because I've attempted two stages and I like run out of ideas before I finish a single screen. Really, and it's like I don't know what to do. I don't know how to summon forth a level from my mind. (laughs) I'm like playing levels and I'm like, man, that's really cool. I wish I could have thought of something like that, but I can't just steal that because that's boring. I can't iterate on that either because I'm dumb. So I'm at a
0: loss. (laughs) I remember when Mario Maker first came out several years ago, I think it was the summer that Daniel first uh, went to live with my family and I was home for the summer and I went and picked it up. Yeah. I remember that day really well. And, Building my first level was a water level. My second level, I tried to build just the hardest possible uh, uh, level I could. and Because in my eyes, that was like, oh, I want to build something that's really hard for people to beat and get like my brother to beat it or whatever. And that's that's the extent of, of my enjoyment when it comes to creating. And I remember you just were like, this isn't good. This is hard. Hard isn't good. And I'm like, that's true. And then my joy for creating levels dissipated right there. I don't say that to blame you. Welcome to my internal monologue. <laughs> It's tough. It's just you know, you just got to you just got to have fun with it. And cuz the experience is is really cool of of sitting there building a level and playing with the tools that you're like, I wish I had this as a child, right? Every tool possible, imaginable from your childhood from all your favorite Mario games is like right here. So it's like don't overthink it. Like it's not going to probably be the top 1% of levels created, but like have fun with it and I want to have a community just amongst our friends. All of our friends have switches. Like if for the next month or two, if we're all just playing things and sending each other room codes, like that's an experience I didn't get to have last time. And I want this time. And we have, it's not too late,
1: Nick. I know. I know it's not too late. I'm just discouraged. I hit that first wall and I haven't stumbled past it. And I haven't, I haven't grown to have this acceptance that you've had. I, I've got nothing to compare my own levels to except for the top 1% of levels, because those are the ones I've played. Sure. You know, and it's just as easy for me to play. It's even easier for me to play the best levels in the game than it is for me to play my friend's levels or to type in a nine digit code from the Internet of someone on Twitter who made a level like it's the barrier to entry is the same or easier for the for the better
0: levels. Right. So it's, it's tough not to compare. So I don't know what what's your schedule. You have plans on the 4th. Yes. Like during the day, all night? I'm assuming you got, you partying down with people? Not really. I mean, whatever. Yeah, evening, night. Okay. You're not going to be home? Elsewhere, yeah. Okay. Let's say we get together. Maybe we get together Friday night? Get together Friday? Afternoon, evening? Get Thai food? Play Mario Maker? Are you just live on the pod? I'm putting you on the spot. I've got a four-day weekend. I mean, I don't work Thursday or Friday. So I got, I got Family Plans Thursday, but Friday is my free day. And if I can get you, I'm getting you. We're going to play some Mario Maker. We're going to build some levels. We're going to do some Swapperoo. Okay.
1: Swap-a-roo. The, the Nintendo Switch is the name. We're <laughs> Nintendo are Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
0: I got to say, I, I have enjoyed how they've done the story mode and all the Nintendo created levels on this one. They did it a little bit differently this time than they did in the original one? Well, there weren't any uh, original levels in the in the first one. Were those user-generated ones that you would go into the... Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. Cool. So, this is great then. But the way they do it... I gotta say, what's cool about Mario Maker is... It gives even Nintendo the freedom to do things that they never could do in a Mario game. So, when in the first couple levels, you know, it's interesting how they're starting sort of easing you into... The mechanics of Mario, but also the sort of rejiggered uh, mechanics that they're introducing with with you know different elements like the way they use like the switches in like the second level in the story mode, where you're turning, you're 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 quickly running through and and turning uh, uh, switches on and off in order to navigate the level and like you're trying to trap enemies in in the boxes. You know, have you played the
1: story mode yet? Yeah, I've played like uh, between five and ten
0: levels. Okay. Yeah, no, I know the level
1: you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's really smart design because they, well, it's smart because they're, they have two, well, like, they have multiple, like, goals with each of these levels. They are trying to teach you what these new items that they're adding to the game are capable of. Right. They're trying to not only show you what they can do, but they're trying to inspire you with what you can do. And then they also have to make, th- make it fun. And like approachable to an extent, but also challenging to an extent. It's, it's a precarious sort of teeter-totter of design ethos. Right. And then I see that shit and it's like, I could never do anything this cool. <laughs> yeah. But I'm enjoying playing this and this is like, it's those, th- those like synapses are firing in my mind. But I, if I made a level, it would just be this level again. Right. At, at best. <laughs> so it's, it's tough for me to like be inspired by that. But yeah, it's really cool. The, the switch level is awesome. I really liked the... Um, I don't know if you've, if you've unlocked any of the Undo Dog levels that are kind of like the harder ones not, that you get no. early on. But there's one where you have to avoid being uh, grabbed by claws throughout mm. the entire level. Okay. But all the claws are like right by, you know, like coins and stuff. They're like trying to entice you to be like, oh, come on, you can do it. Get past this little claw. Yeah. You have to like jump over them. Like they're on tracks. They're moving up and down and stuff. Very interesting. Very cool design level.
0: What I love about Mario now... Uh, as opposed to as a kid. As a kid, it was just strictly the challenge of platforming. That that was the draw. That's what kept me there. It was overcoming that challenge, whatever it was. But now, you can sort of look at things and and digest them in a different way and break them down and pick them apart and, and say, oh, that was really clever or I like how they did you know, this aspect of the design. That's what I was doing for the first three or four levels I played. I was just like, oh, man. It's so different than a typical Mario game. It's so clever how they do some of that, like you said. And so that's like... What's tickling me the most is just stepping back and looking at it from a sort of bird's eye view and saying, oh, that's, again, that's clever. That's, oh, that's, that's funny how they use that or they, they took something that was supposed to be used in one way, but they're using it in a different way. And it's just like, damn, that tickles
1: me. So, yeah. And that's what I think is really unique and awesome about Mario Maker as a creative tool. Right. Is people, you know, com- I've seen a lot of complaints about, oh, there's just not enough options. But I think that restrictions are what allow us to be creative. Like, you're, you're going to see much better levels in a Mario Maker game than you are in Little Big Planet. Little Big Planet was bloated with too much stuff you could add to it and change about it. And none of the games had any semblance to each other. They're all just like random. Yeah. And there's a difference between like a game engine and Mario. Every game that you play in Mario Maker, every level you play in Mario Maker is going to have that Mario like DNA built into it because you can't change the physics. You are only allowed to use these many enemies. You have to use like this tile set and this like world design. Like that's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it like the really standout levels really stand out.
0: So far, I haven't played anything online except for what we played together. That's obviously one of the big, big drives of this game is user-generated levels and just hopping on and seeing what's popular. You know, I'm always a fan of looking for the most difficult levels with the lowest clear rates. The most plays. the lowest clear rates right and just see like oh we're gonna be one of the first people to do it but fuck man some of those levels are even the ones that are easy like you had me do this icicle level where you're just basically holding down and jumping at the right time through the whole thing and trying to you know not get killed by the fucking icicles and i'm like i know exactly what i need to do i know exactly how to do it it's not hard but it took me like fucking half an hour like it was so much harder than it should have been and it just got to a point where it's frustrating and then finally, i finally did it and you're just like god damn i'm an asshole why didn't I do that before? <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's a huge... Uh, that's kind of the huge draw to a game like that that kind of keeps us coming back. And I, like I said, trying to hopefully just post up and just play as many of those levels as possible before the community dies out. I know there'll always be a diehard community, but with the Wii U one, it, it was sort of... Even with how, many, how few Switches were out there, it was such a big thing for a month. Like, everyone... In the in games media and like you know Twitch streamers and YouTubers, that's all they were doing for a month. So it was really cool to like be a part of that zeitgeist of of these really super creative levels and the really hard levels and the really wacky like the auto run levels as, as a whole new thing that was born of Mario Maker, right?
1: Yeah, I think I think Mario Maker Two has so much more going for it just because it's on a platform that people like. Yeah, and Nintendo relaxing their creative club program thing Oh right, that's really going to incentivize a lot of more people to be like putting content on YouTube and Twitch and that's just going to spread the yep. word and like invigorate that community and like spotlight the the levels that deserve to be spotlighted I think just uh, I mean curation they've improved some things like batting the tags and having users be able to comment and like choose their own tags also so it's not just like the creator of the level so that'll I hope that bears out and makes it a little bit easier to find the levels you're looking for we've we messed around you and me with them um, actually doing the search and you search for the levels, with the lowest clearest rate, lowest clear rate, which was the absurd levels, the Kaizo yeah. levels that are impossible <laughs> to beat. I even sent you that video of the guy who uh, beat lethal ejection. Yeah. And he was like the the fourth or fifth person who'd ever beaten that level with like a hundred thousand plays. And it was just absurd. It was, it's a
0: nightmare. Dude, when I saw how, f- so, so for everyone listening, there's like a there's like a metal block with one of the little bouncy blocks underneath it. And you have to clip the right edge, jump at just the right frame where you bounce off it and you, you jump and you bounce off it again and you can get a kind of a spring loaded jump. But you have to do that like twenty times in a row. And it Nick, it took you like I mean, it was what, ten minutes you got through two blocks. And when I saw how far this fucking guy had to go, you're, you you have multiple blocks, then spikes you're avoiding, and then enemies you've got to bounce on multiple times. Then you're swinging off of a fucking chain. I'm just like, oh my God, what is happening? There's literally no way I would ever do If I had a gun to my head and someone says, I will kill you and your whole family if you don't do this, like we're all done So I will never be able to do that. I, I just My brain is deteriorated beyond that point. Yeah,
1: those are the kind of levels that you see at like uh, GDQs and stuff. Ridiculous. And that's like interesting to see from a purely just accomplishment kind of level. Like someone had to beat that level to upload it. And then they had the clout to get thousands of people to try it, which then snowballed into like hundreds of thousands of people trying it. And then only like four or five clears. Right. that's really amazing that people are good at games. (laughs) But beyond (laughs) that, that's not like super
0: difficult and doable. That's just super difficult. Right. There's definitely tears to it. All right. One other thing I want to touch on, and we're gonna to have to cut this pretty short. Uh, I'm bouncing out of here pretty quick. But what I love so far about this that I that uh, more so than I thought I would even after they announced it. But I am so happy that they included Mario 3D World, uh, uh, tools and physics in this game because really interesting, really interesting. It's I mean that that game Mario 3D World is probably my favorite Mario game. And it's probably designed the most like a
1: 2D Mario of the 3D Mario games. It's very linear. You don't have camera control at all. The yeah. challenges are less platformy than like a 2D Mario, more exploratory. But like it's limiting in that aspect. And like the underground areas are pretty much just 2D levels. Yeah. There are 2D levels in that game. Yeah. You know, and they play with the perspective a few times where it's like ghost houses where you walk forward and you keep walking forward. And you find a scared little Captain Toad. But like, yeah, it was made perfect
0: sense for that to be added in there. Absolutely, and you know, I love. Obviously, it's fun to go back to the uh, NES days. It's the most interesting to do Super Mario World three, uh, or, or, or sorry, Super Mario Bros three and Super Mario World. Um, but I just the three D Mario, the new Super Mario U or whatever. Like I played the one in on the Wii quite a bit when I was younger. But as I got older and more, I guess, well-versed in Mario games, especially after new new bros, Wii U or whatever, um, abomination of a title came out, it just, man, that game feels like shit. It's so slow. It's so floaty. So, uh, Super Mario 3D World feels a lot closer to what, I, I guess, what I think of a modern take on a 2D Mario game would look like and feel like. Um, it still is a little bit floaty and, you know, whatever, but it feels so much better. And it, it, it was like slipping into a, a, you know, a warm bath. I was like, oh, this is familiar. This feels good. This feels right. I really enjoyed playing those levels. And, uh, what, you know, when I was playing online, like, I was finding myself sort of looking for those specific ones. Um, and the cat mechanic is really cool. And it's actually led, we played one level, fucking ridiculous, where you have to have the cat and utilize the dive bomb mechanic. Oh, you jump and poof. what was that? I wish I knew what that one was called because I wanted to try that at home. But it's basically a maze of just spikes you're turning on and off and trying to navigate. And you have to crawl up the wall and dive bomb perfectly. Like, I mean, within frames of those spikes. You remember that one? Nope. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you were having a hell of a time with it.
1: The one I remember was you were not a cat. You were just small Luigi. Or I was I was playing as Luigi, but it was just triple jumps. And that was... uh that was a new super mario bros style that wasn't 3d world
0: i don't recall that one triple jumps
1: yeah like there was like single block width like landing areas they oh, to jump on.
0: yeah yeah that one was really interesting i tried that a little bit you're like yeah oh god that one was crazy yeah, that,
1: that, that one was absurd i don't remember the the cat one you're talking about the the only one i remember you playing in 3d world was the one where you stole a car
0: Oh, and yeah. you're driving the car like how do i drive the car i'm like you just hold right dude and you go right it's I'm mario like, i was like holding the brake button or the jump button, i don't know something I, I enjoyed way more than i should have i mean i was on my phone and kind of here and there but i just hung out for like a fucking hour while you were trying to learn how to uh, shell hop god dude, that was a blast man like and every time you got a little bit further a little bit further i'm like you go girl you never quite uh made it to the end once the tutorial oh. ended and they weren't holding your hand anymore it's like it's fucking tough The trial and error is I I couldn't do it.
1: It's not like they were ever holding your hand. They were say, Hey, maybe throw it here. Right. That doesn't actually mean anything because your jump trajectory is changed by how long you hold the jump button for and yeah it's Read the frames. Shell jumps are hard. They're difficult. And I am not good enough for that. (laughs) I like to think I'm a little bit better at Mario than you. Yes. For as much as that helps me in life. (laughs) But beyond that, I'm not good enough for like these speed run tactics and these crazy Kaizo levels like that's not me.
0: Nick, you are in anything that we have spent a comparable amount of time doing. You are better at. (laughs) Thanks, man. (laughs) It's just that's how it's always been. Your, Your latent ability to just, yeah, pick up on things. I'm also impatient and half retarded. So such is life.
1: I'm only like what two fifths retarded, and we shouldn't say retarded. I'm slightly that's,
0: more patient. Yeah, we don't want to be insensitive. Uh, we're autistic. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Let's be more specific. Like i I have Asperger's. Like you're full blown. You know. Sorry, that's that's also still offensive. I don't want to be offensive to people. It's a bit okay. I'm sorry for being insensitive. Yeah. Anyway, Mario Maker. Uh, I'll be back this week, and hopefully we'll play more and can maybe di- do a little deeper dive next time we talk about once we've sort of played through the story mode and spent more time online and you know i'll have actually built something i haven't built a mario maker level in fucking years so
1: yeah i need a, I need to jot down some ideas and i need to i need to actually play with the um the maker mode in the the tablet configuration i haven't oh. i haven't tried that yet yeah i've only used the controller which is a bit cumbersome and i just haven't gotten used to it because there's a lot of shortcuts and like getting back into the because you have like a little hand cursor that you move around and you have to like go back and forth between like oh i want to um, choose an item oh, i have to draw this with like my left thumbstick, or i can zoom around by holding
0: x or i could hold y and do the different things there's a lot going on there you know what i just got in the mail today actually is the satisfy game grip for the switch my brother has yeah, had did it you put that on there yet yeah well i haven't put it on mine yet but my brother had it and and i've messed with it before and i liked it but i was home last week and I just got my hands on it. And I love love the case it came with. The case is pretty big, but it has room for a controller and a battery and the switch with the grip. And I was just like, you know what? This is big, but it fits in my backpack. Fuck it. I'm going to buy it. I had an Amazon gift card. It was like 40 bucks or something. I said, you know, I'm just going to do it. But I think that's going to be a good setup for Mario Maker because of the way the grip works. It's also got um, little uh, feet on it. So I think it'll be it'll be nice when I'm doing that in handheld, um, and then also playing the levels. It's so much nicer for games where you're using the sticks. It's it's way nicer. But um, I
1: wish I just I don't know why this hasn't been made yet. But all those like rubber grip things that go on the outside of the entire switch, like I don't like that. I don't mm. like to have this like weird like condom that goes on. I don't like that for my phone. I don't like those kind yeah. of cases either. I don't like the grippiness. It's like it's a bad feeling. I don't understand why they don't make something that uses the rails as like an in-between the Joy-Con and the Switch itself, and that has a similar, like, if you just take half of one of the Joy-Con grips and just put that in between the Joy-Con and the Switch itself, hmm. like, why can't I just have like a little bit of more more thing to hold on to with my, my hands? Because inevitably, if I'm playing in bed, like the entire way of the switch and like the way I'm holding it, it's pressing into the middle of my palms on the bottom right corners of the switch. Not comfortable. And then my hands, my hands start getting tingly. Yeah. That's bad times. so I have to like start like rotating. So it's like more pressure on my left hand. Then I can sacrifice my left hand for a little bit and then rotate and go to the right. It's not ideal. And it's just because it's too thin. The 3DS was too thin also. Give me a thick handheld. Yeah. Game Boy Color. Perfect. Thick. Game Boy Advance. OG Game Boy Advance. Perfect. SP. Too thin. Only problem with the SP. Too thin and a little bit too narrow. your fingers interlocking. You get sweaty. It's not good for a long session. Not fun. Also, no headphone jack. This is all beside the
0: point. (laughs) (laughs) You get the uh, little SP uh, uh, charge port adapter for headphones and you get like all the fucking fuzz and shit. Just awful. Awful.
1: What a nightmare. And you can't even charge your console while you're playing it. Right. What kind of product? Who would do that? who, Who would make something like that? Oh my God.
0: Uh, I would love to go into how mad I am at Apple right now speaking of shitty companies but uh, my ride is going to be here in three minutes so uh, we're going to have to wrap this the fuck up Console Crusade you know what to do find us on uh, the internet ConsulCrusade.com uh, Console underscore Crusade on Twitter we don't use Twitter because we don't have followers on Twitter that's okay
1: yeah we don't have followers on Twitter because we don't use Twitter it's a very ah! egg, angry bird in the egg situation
0: <laughs> oh nice callback yeah, I remember go. that the pro uh, podcast maneuver uh join us next week or three weeks or two weeks <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> all right count me down